Welcome back to Ask for Me in My House. I'm Melena Ciciotti. And I'm Jordan Ciciotti. And welcome back to Ask for Me in My House. Today we are starting season two, which we're super excited about. We did a poll on Instagram asking you guys for some feedback, what you guys want to see and hear, all new things. A lot of you seem to be wanting more parenting stuff, more marriage, more relationship, more dating, more friendship, basically every aspect of life. So we're going to give it to you and we're going to start off with some sex. Start off with a bang. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And more dad jokes. Season two is going to hold a whole lot of dad jokes. If you thought we were getting rid of the dad jokes, you are sorely mistaken. We are only amping it up for season two. Okay. (laughs) Well, so a couple of things I want to talk about before we get started. So first and foremost, we have been really bad with our uploading schedule. You guys have probably noticed sometimes we'd go, we said we would be uploading every Wednesday and then there would be a couple of weeks where we missed out. Um, Like last week, I lost my voice. So recording a podcast. You were sick for like two weeks. Yeah, it really started on Wednesday and then it was almost two Wednesdays that had passed that were just you were not in a good shape to do Mm -hmm. the podcast. So thankfully, Steph and Celeste were here that we can kind of you know, break it up a little bit. Yes. Yeah. So we did record a podcast with Jordan's cousins that were in town. Um, that is already up. That was really, really insightful. Jordan's cousin is a pastor or was a youth pastor. So I think just the way that he talks, we just have really good, fruitful conversation with them. Like we'll literally be at a restaurant talking about the most like intense topics, but they're very enjoyable and just really, um, kind of pick your brain about things. But anyway, so With season two, I promise you guys, we will be uploading every single Wednesday. Like, we will. I think the issue started back when we went to Florida. So before we even released our podcast, we had recorded a couple of episodes. So we were always like a week ahead. But then once we went to Florida, we fell back. And then it was really hard to um, catch back up, I guess. And... Not that we're not making it a priority. A lot of time goes into these podcasts. A lot more more time than I think what people realize. It's not just us sitting down and talking for 30 minutes. There's a lot of prep time that goes into it. And when you work from home and you have your baby that likes to talk and scream and go glay, glay, glay all day, it's hard to record episodes because not everyone wants to hear that. I know I could for hours, but not everyone else does. Yeah, and like Melinda said, we really take these seriously. We're not just Mm -hmm. trying to put something out just for the sake of putting it out. So we're never going to just think, oh, another Wednesday and we haven't done anything Mm -hmm. yet. So let's just hurry up and throw something together. Like that's not ever our intention. Yes. We only want to be giving you guys like stuff that we are actually like putting heart and soul and effort and thinking brain power behind. Well, yeah. And that's, that was another thing I was going to mention is it has been a little conflicting with this podcast because traditional podcasts are very chilled, laid back, a lot of just people conversing and having like fun conversation. And while we want to do that at the same time, we do want to talk about scripture, you know, like we want to have substance to what we're talking about and not just talk out of our butts. So it's been a little bit hard because it's like, well, we want to do the prep work and we want to make sure we're talking, what we're saying is biblical and true, but that takes away from kind of having like fruitful and fun conversation. So it's kind of been a struggle for us to balancing the two and having them like work together. Yeah, because these are such weighty topics that Mm -hmm. even seasoned professional pastors would spend weeks or months prepping for 
mm-hmm. some sort of you know basis on these topics. And like Melina said, we're kind of this quasi like we're not pastors, but we're not just talking about nothing. Mm-hmm. We kind of want to find a, a middle ground of hey, we're Christians that are trying to do our due diligence to know the word and to know the Lord better through his mm-hmm. word yeah. and sharing that in a relevant experience with you guys. Right, right. So that's our, that's our hope and goal for this. It's nothing's changed. Yes. It's season two, but <laughs> same. Yeah. Mission. We're just recapping like the intention of this. Yes. And podcast. this helps us to stay focused, stay grounded mm-hmm. and never stray because it's just human nature and human tendency to, you know, go off the rail and off the path from time to time. So that's not what we want to do. We want to continue to come back to Jesus, come back to why are we doing this in the first place? And through all things, may he be glorified. Yes. Amen. So with that, honey. Well, hold on. First, in season two, can you not say that anymore? You love that line. What? And with that. And with that. (laughs) I don't even realize that I do that. You do. It probably doesn't annoy people, but I just. Should I say então instead? (laughs) If you speak Portuguese, you'll know. Então is like then or like so on. So anyways. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Well, <laughs> last thing. So um, we kind of did start this midway through season one. But if you are listening to the podcast and you would like to get some free coffee, all you have to do is record or take a screenshot of you listening to this and post it on your Instagram stories and tag as for me in my house. Melina Ciciati and Jordan Ciciati, and you have the potential to win. We are going to be doing three coffee people today, and we will announce the three people that won coffee last week on our Instagram page. So if you're not following it already, hello, free coffee? Yes. The only requirement is that you need to have Venmo so we can Uh, get you the money for the coffee. Right. Because we can't really send out a bunch of gift cards and all that. It just wouldn't be practical. Yeah, it's, yeah. But we want to, like, get you a good cup of coffee, like, mm-hmm. get the get the venti, you know, <laughs> extra, extra. Every time Jordan and I go to co- uh, Starbucks to get one, or we each get our own coffee, tell me why the total always seems to be $20 for two cup of coffees. <laughs> I don't understand. It's like 10 bucks. Mm, 15 If you're with tipping, a, With a little yeah. coffee cake, yeah, it, it gets up there. Anyway, <sighs> let's get on to the topic of thanks. We have talked about this already in previous episodes. I've talked about it multiple times on my channel. It's something that I'm very open about because it is not talked about enough. There are not a lot of voices out there, especially from a Christian perspective, especially from a young Christian perspective. Mm -hmm. Uh, You might have pastors talking about it, but they might feel handcuffed Mm -hmm. to only say so much or they have to stick to, you know, something where they can't get as explicit about it. Yeah. And we just want to have a conversation about it, mm-hmm. you know, as a husband and wife, as those who are walking in the same path that a lot of you guys are walking in currently mm-hmm. have walked in where you guys have or walked. Or even if you're not, like sex is something that everyone will yeah, deal with. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what was that quote that you mentioned this morning to me? Oh, yes. This comes from, so Malay and I were just looking for some different angles that we could take at approaching this and... I remembered that my friend Tim Barnett, who's an apologist for uh, an apologetics uh, ministry called Stand to Reason, uh, you should go check them out uh, on their website, standtoreason.org or str.org, and check out some of his stuff. Um, it's just fantastic. They have 
great conversational apologetics tools and ways to witness to people without coming off as arrogant and a know-it-all. Just shutting it down someone's throat. Exactly. Just very conversational, relational, and not checking your brain at the door. And uh, one thing is uh, kind of a side note with Tim. I met him at an RZIM, Ravi Zacharias International Ministries conference over in Vancouver. So shout out to my British Columbia (laughs) brothers and sisters over there. Um, Tim is great. He's from Toronto. And I don't think he would mind me sharing a little bit about this, but he does a this bit called Mr. Atheist and he goes into uh, youth groups and like (laughs) Christian schools and he basically pretends to be an atheist and the professors or the teachers or whoever will, you know, announce him or, you know, introduce him as a atheist, as an atheist. Hmm. And the kids will start asking him questions and he'll give a presentation and just basically his goal is to knock faith out of the children like wow and when i say children i don't mean like three four years old i'm talking like you the know college high students. school middle school college age he tries to get them to start questioning why they believe what they believe and maybe even start on the verge of doubt like wait a second is this all a lie and then halfway through he flips the script takes off his glasses and says actually guys i'm a christian and i have a response and a way to address everything that I just presented to you as an atheist. Hmm. So it's really cool because it gets you out of your mind. Is that on YouTube or something? What's that? Is that on YouTube? Yeah, I think he does have some stuff on YouTube. He's got tons of articles on Standard Reason, and uh, Greg Kokel is also his um, uh, fellow apologist on Standard Reason. Well, I wanted to add something to that. If you guys do have questions and doubts about um, creation versus... um, evolution and all of those topics we have done an episode with dairy which is jordan's mentor and i feel that everyone we did like a poll asking which episode was your favorite and everyone said that episode and the one about me talking about drugs so if you have not listened to that one yet i highly suggest you do because it is just life-changing he makes so many good valid points but we just touched the tip of the iceberg in that you know there's so much more we can explore so if that's something you guys are interested in hearing more about in depth on science, on natural science versus supernatural uh, creation, evolution. If you guys want to hear more of that unpacked, let us know. Be really specific on the direct messages. Say mm-hmm. you know, specific things. Do you want to hear about dinosaurs? Do you want to hear about the age of the earth? Do you want to hear about you know stars in outer space? Whatever. We, we'll, we'll tackle it. We're not going to shy away from anything. And mm-hmm. Derry's very good at that too. He leaves no stone unturned in his pursuit for truth. So, but really quick, what I was saying about Tim is, so he'll he'll do this Mr. Atheist bit. And it's really to help you figure out why do you believe what you believe? And this is just a recurring question that we ask in our pursuit of truth as Christians. Why do we believe the Bible as Christians? Why do we handle sex a certain way and Mm -hmm. et cetera, so on and so forth. And, uh, Tim actually posted this on his Instagram page just a couple days ago. It was uh, just a quote that he made. And I think it's worth mentioning here because we really need to correct the record because there's a lot of misconceptions about sex in our world. Mm -hmm. Even in the church, every, it seems like you could talk to five different Christians and you'll get six different opinions on what sex is. Mm -hmm. And what Tim said on his Instagram was this, the church 
Sex is nasty, vile, and wrong. Also the church. Save it for the one you love and marry. You see the, the tension <laughs> it's there? It's so weird. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's very true. ironic. It's true. Because when you see that, you're like, well, yeah, I grew up learning about like not being able to talk about this and shying away from it and mm-hmm. feeling uncomfortable as a Christian talking about sex. But wait a second. It's supposed to be this beautiful, amazing gift that God's given us for marriage. Like how... How do I reconcile that? You yeah. know, so mm-hmm. Melaine and I are gonna kind of unpack that a little bit. We're gonna talk about sex within marriage. And honey, do you want to just talk a little bit about the purpose in God's creation of yeah. sex, mm-hmm. just to start us off? Yeah. So, a newsflash: God is the one that created sex. Um, I think I've never thought about it that way, but He could have easily made. Um, us like procreation something non-pleasing and something um like most animals it's not like something that is pleasing to them it's we just, don't take pleasure in right we we, we could not take pleasure in right sex. yeah sex could just be like a handshake i don't know like just something that is super casual not like a big deal but he decided to make it fun and fresh <laughs> interesting and that's a, like Exploratory. the same point that I've heard Matt Chandler say before is God could have just created food as like a cardboard like substance, just bland, yeah. plain, no mm-hmm. flavor. But he, he gave us flavors and seasonings and, colors. and variety. Yeah, yeah, just something to show us that this is good, mm-hmm. right? This is satisfying. This is yeah. pleasing. Mm-hmm. And all the time, sex included, was never supposed to be the end all be all. Yes. Right. And we've talked about this before in different capacities on this podcast, but mm-hmm. the idea that we exchange the truth of God for a lie and worship the creation rather than the creator. Mm-hmm. That's what Paul says in Romans one. And the same thing with sex. We've we're a culture that is just sex obsessed and it's not just I'm not talking about twenty first century, you know, Western culture. I'm talking about throughout all time. Yeah. There've been, you know even in scripture. Yeah. Scripture mentions prostitutes like no Prostitution, other. orgies, yeah. all kinds of perversions. It's mm-hmm. just It's rampant. always been around. It's not a new thing. Yes. Just because now we have the internet that makes it easily accessible doesn't mean it hasn't always been happening. Yeah, and we look for sex and pleasure and satisfaction of sex in all the wrong places, right? Mm-hmm. Like we talked about pornography, one night stands, you know, having these friends with benefits experiences, things like that, where it's just casual hookups and yeah, you know, all these, all these perversions of sex that the Bible condemns. And why does it condemn that? We just stop there. We stop at the condemnation. Just don't do this. Don't do this. Mm. Well, why? Mm -hmm. We need to push the envelope further and ask the critical questions because we're losing people that just want to say, Oh, I want to, you know, wear the, the, the girdle with a lock on it so, you know, I can never <laughs> do anything. And then yeah. we wonder why there's so many people, you know, questioning the legitimacy of the faith and mm-hmm. why we do certain things because we, we never ask the, that why question. So yeah. that's what Melania and I want to get into a little bit is the mm-hmm. why behind this. Yeah. Well, first, the intention of sex is between a man and a woman. The Bible makes that very clear. One um, man, one woman. Within the context of marriage. Yes. And now the intention of this podcast is not to shame on people and to make you feel guilty or... um, Condemn. 
Yeah, not at all. The intention of this is to kind of shine a light on this and kind of help people see the outcome of waiting until marriage. As you guys know, Jordan and I did wait until marriage. And um, that's kind of like the reason why I uh, my YouTube channel took off is sharing that story. But um, we want to show you like this. This is why we did it. This is worth it. Like it's, it wasn't just for nothing because when you are dating someone and you love them and you want, you want to, like, that's how God designed us. That's literally, he made us to want that, but in the certain incorrect context. So we want this episode to kind of help highlight that and kind of, um, maybe redirect you or kind of fire up that flame again and kind of kick you back on track to being like, no, it is worth it. Like kind of just focusing everything back in because it's really easy to jump off the wagon and all that. And Jordan and I actually already did do an episode on this where Jordan specifically talks about his journey about waiting until marriage. So if you're a man that is struggling with this, I highly suggest you listen to that too. I think that will be really insightful. But um, that, yeah, just to clear that up, like we do not want you to feel ashamed while you're listening to this. We want this to be an encouragement a like a good thing 100 percent, yes and kind of that point to complement what you're saying god gave us parameters on sex mm -hmm. so that we could get the best most fulfilling experience out of it you always we asked kind of going back to that answering the question of why why just yeah. one man and one woman within the boundaries of covenant marriage mm -hmm. why well this is why it's the same idea as if you take your car and fill it up with orange juice instead of gasoline. Mm. It's still a substance that can physically fit into the gas tank, yeah. but the car wasn't designed to run on orange juice. It was designed to run on gasoline. Mm -hmm. Or if you got a Tesla, you know, <laughs> the, the battery you know, yeah. charging. So I digress. That's the, the same idea is you have a design for the component or for the system and since God is the one who created sex, he's created it with this certain, you know, context, this certain mm -hmm. boundary. And it's not so that we couldn't get the most out of it. It's so that we could experience the most of it. Yes. And we are going to link tons of scripture that talks very explicit about all of this. God mentions and talks about it throughout the entire Bible. And my favorite thing about the Bible is how Christ uses marriage as a um, picture of Christ in us. Mm -hmm. And I think that really, what, that picture I think is so beautiful and really puts things into perspective as well because it shows the respect and the boundaries and love and intimacy that marriage and we have with Christ and people might be like, ew, intimate with Christ. Like, no, not in the sexual way. Um, in our spirit, not, not in a, like a physical way. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah. And that's so true, honey, because mm -hmm. when Can you I think see of, that paper, yeah. When you think of the idea of, you know, Paul says, this is a mystery, but I'm speaking of Christ in the church. You know, he's talking about husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave his life up for the church mm -hmm. in the same way husbands love your wives right yeah so we are having this intimacy that god has created if you think of what are the things that god's created for us to experience him you look at sex that's a picture of as as intimate as a husband and a wife are when they're having sexual intercourse is how in that same 
feeling and that same experience, not physically, because like Melinda said, that's it's kind of odd, but in that same manner, we are, you know, God's desiring to have an intimate communion with us. Mm-hmm. And so, again, back to the whole, don't worship sex, worship the one who created it and mm-hmm. look at sex as the gift he's given to us and say, wow, God is amazing for yeah. giving us the ability to experience this. Mm-hmm. And that stirs our affections to love God and to honor him more because he's given us something that's so good and reflects his power and his nature and his motivation to have a deeper relationship with us. Mm -hmm. And just look at whatever the world says that what the world says is right. And what the world says to do is the complete opposite of what the Bible and scripture Mm -hmm. says to do. So I can It's so easy, so easy to see how skewed sex has become where people tell you, no, it's okay. Like there's no connection. One night stands are fine. Like it's not that big of a deal. Well, I know people may want to suppress that feeling and suppress that connection. But at the end of the day, you cannot tell me that you feel okay after that. Even non-Christian psychologists, just secular. Yes. There are so many articles on the effect of that. Yeah. There's um I'm trying to think of the name of the website. It's 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 escaped me at the minute. Some people out there listening will probably know what I'm talking about, but I'll try to describe it. It's basically a uh it's not a ministry, it's just a non non Christian, non religious, not anti Christian, but they're not particularly Christian um organization that talks about the effects of like pornography on your brain mm. and just on your ability to function within like a normal relationship or mm-hmm. normal you know marriage yeah i can't remember what the name of it is we'll have to look that up later but yeah. um, if i remember it when we go to post it i'll look it up and and Put it link it description. so yeah that's the that's just something too where it talks about you know a perversion of what god has created mm-hmm. that the world uses as wow this is you know this is great you know you can have all these different varieties. It's like going to Baskin Robbins, 31 flavors or something. You know, you can pick whatever you want. This is amazing. But you're always left, as Ravi's said before, stolen waters don't leave you uh, satisfied. They leave you even thirstier. And I was telling Melina this before we sat down to record is I remember visiting Stefan and Celeste, who you've heard on last week's episode. And this was right after they got married, like, couple months and so I always joked with them that you know I, I brought their honeymoon phase to an end when I came to, to visit them but uh, they just moved to Washington DC and I was really excited to go visit them because they're only half as far away now as when they were down in South Florida so I, I went out there and met them and hung out and it was a great time like a, a trip that I'll remember forever and I remember talking to Stefan about you know just how the married life has been being that Melaine and I were very serious. I don't think we were engaged at this point, Mm-mm. but we were close to engagement. And so obviously I was like, I knew she was the one and we were moving towards getting ready to, to get engaged and get married. And I remember Stefan saying like Jordan sex is great. It's a amazing gift, but it's not the, not the end. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's not everything. Yeah. And I was a little shocked to hear that at first because I'm like, not because I think Stefan is, you know, some, some, you know, weird, you know, sex guy, <laughs> but I'm like, um, huh, I'm, I'm interested. I'm like 
interested to see why he's saying that because I have this in my mind as a celibate Christian kid that, mm-hmm. you know, finally, once you get married and have sex, then all your problems are solved and all, yeah. you know, all lust is vanquished. But mm-hmm. the reality is like you can have the most attractive spouse in the entire world and you'll still be tempted. You'll still have that desire to walk outside of your, that's just our human nature. That's our mm-hmm. sin and our flesh is to go outside of that. Like I can tell you, you know, open-hearted honestly that i think Melina's is the most beautiful physically attractive person in the entire oh, world shucks. but that doesn't mean that i'm prone or i'm immune to temptation oh. you know so there's different things that you have to put up to guard your marriage and guard your relationship that well, when the feelings aren't there what do you go to when you because if you put sex up on this pedestal of this is the end all be all and then all of a sudden it's not, mm-hmm. what does that do to your, your entire paradigm? You think, yeah. well, wait a second. I thought this was going to bring me the ultimate. I thought this was going to satisfy me. Well, that goes for everything, not just sex. Too. Exactly. But exactly. I think we should kind of start diving into the boundaries of sex within marriage. Mm-hmm. Kind of like talk about that. Um, so what was I going to say? Again, um, just, point, just to wrap up that thought real quick yeah. is, again, it's the idea of, you go to something else other than sex. Um, it's not sex itself is not the end. You have to go to the one who created sex. And that's where everything comes full circle is mm-hmm. I made this covenant marriage commitment before God and in him and by him and through him will things continue to flourish, right? Mm-hmm. We can use the gifts that he's given us, but that's not to replace him in other words. Yes. So yeah, exactly. We come back to, it's in Christ, not in what he's given us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kind of with the boundaries within marriage, um, I'd say that sex probably makes up about 10% of marriage, <laughs> not 90% of marriage, <laughs> the opposite. Um, I think marriage is a combination of different things. So sex, um, that's about it. No. Um, <laughs> communication. Communication. Sacrificing. Yes. Um, having different roles and responsibilities. Yes. It's, it, marriage is a very complex thing, which is why I love the illusion and analogy that sex, or, that marriage and um, the church of Christ and everything. So mm-hmm. um, let's just get into porn. Let's just talk about that for a minute. So porn within marriage is not Okay. Um, Didn't you say people would message you asking yes, that? Yeah, yeah, I've had many DMs. Because like, come, where are you coming from? Because it's just like, oh yeah, porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel like my DMs, my DMs are quite the thing. I have very, um, you guys are very open with me, and I appreciate that because I'm very open with you guys. So I feel like we have that trust within another. But I do get quite a lot of comments and questions about sex. Uh, about porn in marriage and if that's okay is it okay if a husband and wife watch porn together because oh if the guy's watching that's okay but if the girl watches too then it should be okay and that is not true at all sex uh watching porn is not okay there it's so hard to talk about because it's something that is so easily accessible you do not even have to try to find it it comes to you it literally comes to you, mm-hmm. even on Instagram. Like you might not want to be seeing a half naked lady, but there she is. It's just, I see why I can sort of see why people would ask that because they think, well, my 
spouse and I are trying to learn new things or explore more. Yeah, no. And we'll get to that at the end. But what the problem with with that is you're tearing down walls of intimacy that were supposed to be shared with only you and your spouse. Mm-hmm. And now you're bringing in some third-party virtual video picture, you know, somebody else into that experience with you. Yes. and So it's, it's just... It's wrong for so many reasons. One, these people are paid to do that. So it's not that, first of all, that takes away the imagery and the beautifulness of sex. Second of all, porn is fake. I don't care what you say. Those are not real orgasms. Those are not real. They don't have sex for 45 minutes. Like, it's just not, it's not real. So when you're watching these things, you have this certain expectation you expect out of your spouse. And like, that's so wrong. I shouldn't expect Jordan to act like this because I saw it in a video and like same way. Right. Also, I feel like the whole reason why waiting until marriage, the most fun part about it is exploring and learning each other's bodies together. If you're doing and comparing to a fake video that you saw that really takes away from it, and then you have, again, another expectation. It's just a bunch of expectations and false realities that will just crush your sex life. I just wanted to that point, um, something I'm thinking about right now is porn to me just seems like a, an easy cop out or an excuse to be lazy. And what I mean by that is you like God's given us this creativity. He's given us God is a master designer. He's a creator. He's given us this ability to experience pleasure in our bodies with mm-hmm. our spouse yeah. uh, in a way that shows how good he is. Mm-hmm. And to just kind of disregard that and say, oh, I want to see how... Just want a little quickie. I, I want to see a perversion of that. I want to go mm-hmm. watch a video on this or that. Yeah. Is actually just kind of doing a disservice to the potential that God's given us. Because yeah. it, in a way, it's almost like, no, you go you go explore with your spouse and mm-hmm. you be creative. You figure out things, you know. Yeah. That's why people are like, oh, you... Why would you be a virgin on your wedding night? You guys are going to be clumsy. It's like, okay, yeah, big deal. It's one night. And then you're like, wow, mm-hmm. okay, I learned a lot. And then you get better and better. And it's a fun experience yeah, that you guys that, get to do together. That, yeah. And not that you're supposed to reach some like ascended level of mastery. <laughs> it's not like something weird, but it's, yeah. it's something where you're like, yeah, let's try this. Let's try that. And mm-hmm. you're not going to some outside source for con- consultation or to get some idea. Mm-hmm. Because what a lot of people do is like... I've heard and read about men getting married, men getting trapped in pornography addictions, and they try to bring back an experience that they've shared outside of their spouse's, you know, Mm -hmm. intimacy with some video or some, someone else on the internet. Mm -hmm. And now they're bringing that back and they get frustrated when they're like, well, why is it my wife doing this? Yeah. And then that causes this rift in their marriage. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine how your wife would feel? Like that is, and then that brings shame and embarrassment. And that's the last thing that you want in your sex life is shame and embarrassment. It should be a very fluid and open conversation as to what you like, what you don't like, what you want, what you don't want. That's, I think that is the big key to having a good sex life is communicating to one another. Cause Jordan can't read my mind. If he's doing something and I don't like, I'm going to tell him I don't like it. But with that same token, if I like, I'm going, honey, I like this, you know, like you <laughs> just not right in the minute of it, but you know. You could, you could definitely, there's a time and place to talk about it and yeah. discuss, 
But yes, that's something too. Our pre-marriage uh, counselors that yeah. they they did not shy away from sex at all, and I think no, it was a topic that was yeah. talked about for a, like a whole week. It was it was their definitely their highlight. They they loved they thrived. <laughs> that was their element when they were talking yeah. about it. But and I'm glad they did. Yeah, no, it was it was awesome because here we are sitting in a church small group with other young engaged couples, and we're mm-hmm. getting advice from couples our parents' age or even older about how to enjoy each other physically in mm-hmm. in marriage, right? Yeah. And they had just some great advice. And one thing that they said was, um, I, I want to be careful. I don't want to like put words in their mouth, but it was something to the effect of as long as it honors God and it doesn't violate, you know, the Lord's purpose for sex, mm-hmm. you and your spouse are free to do whatever you want mm-hmm. with each other. As long as it, you know, the each person is okay it's with consented. it. Yeah. Right. And it does not take away from the person. So mm-hmm. more specifically, um, someone asked about sex toys. So they were just saying like, if you're going to make sure that you're not obsessing over the item over your spouse, like it should you're be not cheating your spouse. Yes. Yeah. Or some other, you know, Object outside or whatever experience. Right. Yeah. Same thing with porn. I mean, you can apply the same principle, right? You're not going to a porn video yeah. and robbing your spouse of an intimate relationship, just like mm-hmm. you wouldn't use some plastic item or yeah. whatever, you know, think of it like salt. Like you got your main dish, but salt sometimes will make it a little better. But it's like not the main dish. You're not eating salt. Yeah. You can't over over salt stuff. That just tastes gross. <laughs> that wasn't where I was taking it. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I hope that makes sense. Um, we're trying to keep this like open and raw, but not like X-rated. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, we know there's younger people listening. There's people who aren't married. And last thing we want to do is like cause them to start like just letting their mind wander way too much in this and, mm-hmm. and then go down the wrong path. So yeah. we're trying to prevent against that, but we're also trying to just be real about this mm-hmm. because this is something we need to discuss mm-hmm. and it's not being talked about, like Melissa yeah. said. So that's and our whole purpose. Like for the first year of our marriage, um, it was our sex life wasn't the best because I think I was still adjusting to the fact that we could do this. Mm. It was okay to do that. Like there was still a a piece of me was still kind of like, oh, I'm like ashamed. a little guilty about it. Yeah, like ashamed and embarrassed and not as open to it. Um, I think it definitely does take, there is a period of adjustment, a period of being mm-hmm. like, this is okay. Because like a, like we've said, you before it's, it's horrible, it's evil, it's something you're supposed to shy away from. And then from like literally overnight being like, oh, nope. Now you can. It does take a bit of adjustment. So mm-hmm. um, definitely just not shying away from that and just being open and Keeping honest. the communication open yeah. with your with your spouse. Be like, hey, this is what I really like. This is what I don't like. Maybe mm-hmm. we could try this. Maybe we can do that. Yeah. And just experiment. Like that's the part of enjoying each other. You grow together. Mm-hmm. Just like when you're dating somebody and you're playing 20 questions with them <laughs> over dinner, like just asking it could be mm-hmm. small talk, but I yeah. mean, you start somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Small talk develops into those deep heart-to-heart conversations at two in the morning where you're just spilling your soul out to somebody and yeah. it might end in tears and you just have this intimate connection with someone like, wow, they get me. They understand me. Wow, this is an amazing conversation. Like, Melania and I still have those conversations together and it really, like, in a weird way, it actually, like, stirs our affections and causes one another to you know, be turned on if I could put it that way. Jump one another, yeah. You know, it's, mm-hmm. and like 
we're going to get into this, touch on this in a little bit in a second here, but um, I want to hear Melana talk a little bit about sex after marriage, and I'll weigh in on that too. I just did. I'm sorry, sex after pregnancy. Ah. Sorry, I, I <laughs> misspoke. Okay. But something too is like, I never thought this in a million years, but Melana says like how much it turns her on when she sees me being a dad to Alethea, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, just like playing with her and like being the role of a, of a father, mm-hmm. that's like very attractive for Melena. So yeah. she knows that it's not me being like some punk kid anymore with no responsibility. It's right. like, wow, he's stepping into the role. It's, it's just a different, you know, attraction I, now. That's how God hardwired us to be. I right. Think. Right. And so, and it's likewise, when I see Melena, doing something in her role as a mother, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Like Proverbs 31 comes to mind, you know, mm-hmm. and read that through. If, if, if you haven't just stopped this right now and go read Proverbs 31, it talks about the righteous and noble woman. Mm-hmm. And I see that in Milena and it just causes me to fall even more in love with her and more deeply affectionate for her, mm-hmm. which then, you know, doesn't stop with sex, but it, just naturally progresses and continues. And then you're like, wow, we're experiencing this intimacy on a 360 degree, and well, and, all encompassing scale. And intimacy starts outside of the bedroom. Right. I think that's like a key thing. You Maybe can't more just... for you, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, women it definitely in general, could be. Women yeah. in general have. Yeah. It takes know, us a little bit longer to get things moving. The guys are more like on and off switches. Literally. And I have to remind Jordan of that all the time. I'm like, honey, I'm not a light switch. Okay. I'm just like, boom. <laughs> Yeah, me, no, not so much. Um, what was I going to say? This would have been a funny video, a funny episode to video stream. Well, I'm not wearing pants and Jordan's not wearing a shirt right now. So. We are the perfect couple. We compliment each other so well. <laughs> <laughs> we do want to um, do that when we move into our new house um, and finish the basement, hopefully relatively soon in a few months. Yes. We are going to have like a full little mini setup studio. I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before, but just in case you're new or you haven't heard. Mm-hmm. We are going to put in like a podcast studio room. We're going to get a video stream going on YouTube so you guys can like watch us if you're more of a visual kind of person. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're excited about that. And yeah. Yeah. It'll see us making Wait. funny faces to each other. And <laughs> I know you should see the intense stares that I give Jordan sometimes <laughs> when he starts talking about something I don't want him to. Yes. Okay. What did you want me to talk about sex after pregnancy? Well, I know you've talked about it on your YouTube channel and some of the questions that people might have like, well, oh, like, okay. here's, here's, well, let me why. give you one. Let me give you one, like, just to kind of get you thinking. Is, okay. For me, the misconception was, well, once a woman gives birth and her body changes, then the husband doesn't see her as attractive as before. Mm. There's something about, like, a woman who hasn't gone through labor and bearing a child that mm. is more attractive. But I was actually wrong in assuming that. Because I think there's something even more beautiful about you physically now as a mom mm-hmm. than before where it was like, and I'm not trying to you know throw shade or, or disrespect anybody on either side. What I'm saying is seeing Milena now as a, as a mother and her body changing a little bit here and there for all different reasons, mm-hmm. it's actually, she seems more like a woman, you know what I mean? Like. Whereas before... Like I'm grown? I don't know exactly how to describe it. Maybe I kind of get what you're saying. Maybe people kind of pick up what I'm laying down, but 
it's just this idea that wow, she's a woman now. She's not just like some younger young lady or some mm-hmm. younger girl. Yeah. Like she, you're a woman. You have a child. You are mm-hmm. a mother. You know, that's just something about it is more it attractive just... in the fact that you have more to offer in your experience of of a. Yeah, I kind of yeah, I kind of get what you're saying. Um, Well, one you're still super sexy. So (laughs) one thing I did want to talk about is um, sex within pregnancy because when you're pregnant and you got this big old belly, having sex isn't exactly what you want to be doing. Sometimes you're a little bit limited. Yes, and sometimes your hormones are like you never want to see a wee wee again. And then other times you're like, wow, I really need that right now. Like, your hormones are all... <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Your hormones are raging. Like, either it's all or nothing. So, do you kind of want to talk about that and, um, like, withholding sex from your spouse? The Bible makes it very clear to not do that. Mm-hmm. But it gets a little bit tricky because it's like, well, it brings me pain and, com- like, I'm uncomfortable. So... Yes. I think like we were talking about, sex needs to be consensual. And during those times, um, I feel like other roles of your marriage to kind of amplify to kind of make up for the lack of like the physicalness. And you might, you don't need to be like, if sex is uncomfortable, you know, you can do other things, right? There's like other things that can please as well. So kind of like explore that. Outside There'll be different just seasons. just purely intercourse, right? Yeah. Yeah. So explore different parts during those times. Um, but yeah, I feel use like your that's... creativity. Use your God given creativity. Yeah. He gave us a really good imagination. Explore. <laughs> and again, that's not to say a perversion of it, but just a true God honoring way of, hey, look, He's created our bodies. He's given our bodies many different abilities. So, you know, <laughs> don't just stop there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> If that's a problem, in the meanwhile, there are other ways that you can engage in physical intimacy. Yeah. That's all. Mm -hmm. I'll leave Um, it at that. I did just briefly check my phone because I did ask on Instagram um, what you guys wanted us specifically to talk about. And I just saw a message wanting for us to talk about masturbation. And this isn't something that we talked about before. So we don't really have that much prep on it. But masturbation, nonetheless, is still a form of sexual uh, perversion. Yeah. So it's, and this is the thing that's hard because the church says stay away from sex, but it's not just sex because sometimes you'll have people say like, oh, well, like giving a little handy, is that still okay? And no, it's not because it's still, stop. I'm like trying to say these, but like not say it. So I'm like giving like little short terms or for just, it. Or just oral sex is fine or just touching each other is fine. You're like, you know, you're it's not like the, the different bases, right? You're, yeah. you're not going all the way to home plate. You're, you know, stop at first, first base, second, yeah. whatever. And then you're kind of like, well, where's that line, right? There's a, there's definitely a line, but can we push that back or forward a little bit? Mm-hmm. You know, that's where I think that's the problem, right? What? Kind of talking about masturbation. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, that it's still a form of sexual thingies. Because you're, again, having a, I guess, a mental and physical experience that is not with your spouse. Mm-hmm. So it's 
Yeah, it's weird because that's kind of like one of those quasi, like, is that wrong? Yes, but it's also not as explicitly wrong as, like, say you're going and cheating on your spouse or something like that. You know, it's Oh, it's okay, you're talking form. about masturbation within marriage. I was talking about it without. It, oh, oh out. Well, I guess well, both. either way, yeah. right? Yeah. It's not physically engaging in a inter, in intercourse with another person, mm-hmm. but still... I think this is a good segue, honey, to what Jesus says in Matthew chapter five about adultery. I'll I'll just I guess I'll talk about it. Okay. Um, but basically, Jesus is talking to the sermon. Uh, the the crowd is giving a sermon on the mount to the masses, and he harkens back to the Old Testament laws that Moses gave the Israelites, and he said, uh, Jesus is saying, "You've heard it said, or it is written, thou shalt not commit adultery." So he's saying, don't engage in, you know, extramarital uh, sexual relations. Don't cheat on your spouse. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, Jesus is saying, but I tell you, in other words, this is the supreme law that our people have followed for hundreds or, or even thousands of years. But guess what? I'm going to raise that standard. And that's, that's interesting right there. It's a little side tangent. Who other than God would have the authority or even dare to supersede Moses and go above who was kind of their, their main figure of their, of their laws, how they live their life. Right. Mm -hmm. So who's this Jesus coming along to claim to have the authority to raise the standard? It's only because he's God. Right. Mm -hmm. And what does he say? What is the new standard? So he says, but I tell you, even if you look at another person with lust, you've already committed adultery with them in your heart. Mm-hmm. So in essence, yeah, there might be different consequences in in the world for having, you know, a physical cheating. It's still cheating on your mm-hmm. spouse, even if you're not married, mm-hmm. for, for whoever your future spouse is going to be, yeah. to have some sort of mental and physical experience with masturbating. So that's just the reality of it is there is a, um, an emotional or physical connection that you have there, even if it's just in private or by yourself, mm-hmm. that you are robbing your spouse or your future spouse of, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're giving that whatever thing um, power over you. Yes. Again, just a different way of being enslaved power. to sin. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And you're... Whatever thing it is, you are giving that thing power and you are glorifying that thing and it's all taking away from your spouse. Yeah, and that's, again, not to say that you go to your spouse and say, you know, I just need some sort of relief or some sort of escape. You are trusting and having full disclosure and full transparency with your spouse to say, look, Mm -hmm. like, it is good for us to do this and it might keep at bay some of those other temptations, but that's not the the chief goal of sex, right? It's to enjoy each other and almost as a form of worship to say, God is so good for giving us this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't yeah. rob your spouse or your future spouse of those experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not worth it. Yes. All right. Well, I've, I've touched on all the topics I've written and wanted to talk about. Is there anything else that you want to mention? Uh, we do have a prayer request. Uh, yes. So 
if we're kind of wrapped up on the, the sex for mm-hmm. this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll do a part two and explore and talk about other topics. I feel like we pretty much t- talked about everything. I don't really feel like we're missing I don't missing think we can out. reach the bottom of the jar of everything, yeah. but we definitely, I guess for now at this point in time, we're, we might circle back on this in a few months mm-hmm. or a year from now or something, whatever, yeah. but you know, we'll... Um, one thing. I do want to either include scripture in uh, the description box or we'll just like put them on our Instagram page, like in our stories to kind of, because I feel like we didn't mention as much scripture as I feel like we could have, like with literally everything that we're saying, it is backed up by scripture. We're not just talking out of our butts. Um, but I wanted, we didn't like say them verbatim, but a lot of the stuff that we did talk about is just based off of scripture. So um, I will go and find and look up all of what we did talk about and I will mention that to you guys just so you know, like, Lena and Jordan think they know everything. No, we're just following what the Bible says, okay? Okay. Yeah, and so to that point, also just for some more resources, if you guys have these questions about anything related to the Bible, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, life as a Christian, death, heaven, hell, whatever it might be, a great resource that I've leaned on heavily in my Christian walk is gotquestions.org and they have an app too you can download that's pretty user friendly. You can search topics and there's tens of thousands of questions that they've answered that people write in and you could even just email them directly and they'll say like before you ask us a question look and see if any of these and it might have already been answered so they'll Mm -hmm. send you like some related topics. So check them out gotquestions.org and use our code Melania. No I'm just kidding. But what? no, this is how would you use a code on a free website? It's a shameless plug, you know. You just gotta <laughs> gotta look what? out for each other. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, more dad jokes, but all right. What's the pay request? With that, ah, and don't. <laughs> well, if you guys ever have any prayer requests, we do a prayer request shout out on every episode. Um, we do pray for you guys off the air, but we do like to um share one on the air sometimes and what was the idea i had the other day in the car i thought of a genius idea i don't know why i didn't write it down because mom brain is so real but i think it was something along the lines of we would every day post on our stories a prayer request we can keep them anonymous or not and then that way it's not just jordan and i like we have a community of people just praying for one another because that's our intention with this is to just have a strong community of fellowship where people feel comfortable and loved and um, feel like they can just talk to someone. So I think that's yes. something we'll start doing is just like every day throwing up a, po- a prayer request so we can have everyone praying for them and keeping them in our thoughts. This platform is just a concentration of people to build up and encourage one another in the faith. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. all we want to serve for is just a centralized hub. Yes. So our, I almost said with that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so this prayer request comes from Ariel. And she says that, hey guys, I live in Odessa, Texas, and recently we had a mass shooting. Please pray for the the families and the victims of the families. Our hearts are broken. And there's a GoFundMe page that she uh, sent. I'll see if we can link it in the description or on our Instagram. But I did not hear about this shooting. Yeah. It happened at like, I guess, like really late at night. How many days ago? Or I didn't know I didn't hear about the news about it until later, like really late at night one night. I think it was a couple of days ago. Oh, we should definitely talk about um, struggles. 
like <laughs> Jordan's giving me this look. Um, struggles within life. If there's a God, then why do people suffer? Mm, yes. Questions people struggle with. That could be a series. Ah. But yes, with, I mean, in light of things like this with the mass shootings and uh, suicides and things like that, it's just, it just breaks my heart. Yeah. It, it really does cause you to take a step back from everything and say, mm-hmm. okay, what do I really believe? What is yeah. true? And really, mm-hmm. I think it's a good thing. And not that, obviously not that the, the shootings happen. That's not what I'm saying, but it's a good thing to question your faith and to kind of wrestle with your belief because it causes you to seek out deeper, you know, deeper answers to those mm-hmm. things rather yeah. than just the surface level stuff. You might've mm-hmm. heard it. Yeah. Youth group or, you know, catechism or whatever growing up. Mm-hmm. Just knowing why you believe what you believe. Exactly. So uh, we're going to lift up the victims and their families of the Odessa shooting. And we're also going to link this GoFundMe page for a 17 month old baby that was shot. Or <gasps> infant that was shot that they've started a GoFundMe. Oh for. my gosh. And what? Yeah, that's the GoFundMe. So very uh, <sighs> heart-wrenching. But Ariel, thank you for sending this request. Um, we love you. We are praying for you and your family. And I for can't even imagine. All those people involved. Yeah, it's... Oh, my gosh. It's really hard to wrap your mind around. So we're going to uh, lift <sighs> them up and just ask for God to... I'm so mad I had no idea about this. I need a Twitter account because I feel like that's where everyone gets their news from. I don't have a Twitter. So I don't like, and I don't watch TV. So I don't, I literally do not know about any of the things. Wow. Yeah. That's really upsetting. I can't even imagine what those parents are going through. Oh my God. It's like, you can't even imagine. No. But we're going to ask for God to just shower down his mercy and grace and just hold them in his arms. So do you want to pray, honey? Yes, I do. All right. I'm going to cry if I do. So you do it. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. No, I'm going to cry and I'm going to be talking like, rah, rah, rah. you're not going to be able to hear what I'm saying. I'm All serious. Right. Okay. Okay. I'll pray. Lord God, uh, just as Habakkuk asked, how long uh, will you tolerate such violence and and uh, look down in the earth and see such evil and corruption? Uh, but Lord, we know you've answered this. You've brought the remedy um, his name is Jesus, and he has removed all sin and iniquity that we might just believe in him and just cling to him as our Savior, Lord, and as our only hope in this dark world. God, as uh, legislators and lawmakers discuss things and try to make changes, Lord, we know that the only true change can come through a relationship with you when you have the power in you alone to change a person's heart. So Lord, we pray that you just continue to be about the miracle working business, that you would restore people's lives, that as Ravi said, time isn't a healer. It's only a revealer of how you do the healing. We pray that you just start already on the mend with these people and these victims and their families and all those who have suffered loss through this uh, tragic event. God, we uh, just ask you with, uh, with broken hearts, Lord, that you would mend them, that you would care for them, that you would wrap them in your arms and just provide for every need that they have, Lord. I pray that you comfort them by your Holy Spirit. 
and that you continue to change people's lives and change people's hearts, Lord, that you would bring life through this suffering and that you would bring hope even in the darkest places. And it's in these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, honey. That was beautiful. I like how you started it off. Okay. All right, guys. That's going to be very heavy on my heart now. But um, thank you guys for tuning in. Hope you're excited for season two like we are. Um, DM us. Follow us on Astro Media House. If you want free coffee, just screenshot. Tag all of us in and you have the potential to get free coffee. Thank you for all your support. We love you and we'll see you next time. Bye.